Hooray, hooray, we're on our way. Our summer vacation starts today. Hello and welcome to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm Phil Gonzalez. I am your host and school is out for summer. Probably has been for many of you, assuming you go to school. I don't know how many school-age people listen to this show, but if you go to school, I assume you're out of school and have been for a few weeks. Unless you go to one of those year-round schools, then my condolences. Unless it's, you know, actually helping you uh, better than regular summer off school. I don't know. I've heard it does. But uh, the Bears certainly don't have year-round school. In fact, we don't even know if the Bears have school school because we haven't been there yet. Uh, I guess Papa Bears maybe mentioned it in a previous book that he went to school, but we haven't seen a school. So as far as we know, Bear Country is without school. But Small Bear certainly is excited about starting summer vacation, so I'm going to assume that he is not doing something and that is because of the summer vacation. So, uh, Bear Country Has a Beach. This is what this book is about. Bear Country Has a Beach. It's the first book in which the entirety of the story takes place away from the Bear's treehouse. It doesn't start there. It doesn't end there. Uh, they're heading down the sunny dirt road, and they end up at a beach. Is it an ocean beach? Who knows? It has waves. Do you need an ocean to have waves? Uh, signs point to no. So, either Bear Country is near the coast or near a Great Lake. Either way, there's wait, there's shells. So, it's a uh, ocean? I don't know. There's enormous turtles. Snapping turtles? Uh, There's alligators in the last book, so maybe it's in Florida? I don't know. There's mountains. Are there mountains in Florida? Let's just say that bear country, we've not settled on a locale yet. It's still fluid. Bear country uh, exists uh, within all of us. I'm not sure. So, uh, on the first page, we have a first. It's the Red Roadster. The Berenstain Bears Red Car. I don't know what kind of car it is. It's some sort of convertible. has a little fold-down top in the back. Looks like it goes... Beep, beep, as it goes down the road. That's about my extent of car knowledge. I'm not sure. It's cute. It's got a little windshield. Papa Bear is wearing a magenta hat. The first time we've ever seen Papa wearing a magenta hat. He's not wearing his brown hat. This is a ball cap. Perfect for the beach. The brown hat would probably get in the way. Uh, They're all dressed up in their duds. They have a nice beach umbrella. Small Bear's very excited. He's got his fists raised in the air. And they are heading down that dirt road to the beach. Uh, They pull up to a small beach cottage. And Mama Bear immediately expresses uh, concern for Small Bear's safety. She tells him to be careful. And this is where the theme of the book starts. The book is essentially in the form of safety lessons that Papa imparts on Small Bear as they head down the coast. Here's how to have fun at the beach, but here's how to have fun safely at the beach. And Papa keeps getting in trouble, and then Small Bear will rescue him from the trouble. And that's kind of the new dynamic in this one. It's similar to the Bear Scouts, where Papa keeps screwing up, and then the bears have to rescue him. But this time it's Papa really trying to be helpful to Small Bear, similar to the bike lesson. But Small Bear is definitely... If Small Bear hadn't been there, Papa would be doomed. Doomed repeatedly, over and over and over again, up to and including being devoured at the end of the book. Uh, But we'll get there. So we see Small Bear taking a more active role in his relationship directly with Papa this time. And I'm going to assume that that's because he is now a scout leader, as we saw in the last book. He's learned a lot from leading small children through the woods and having experienced their uh, shenanigans with Papa. Now it's time for him to take a more active role in these Papa lessons that he's being forced to endure. Again, he does it with a smile, but it's a worried smile, and he knows when they're in trouble. So, 
let's just run down these lessons. So Papa gives him a lesson about the importance of, of obeying the signs, the warning signs. But Papa doesn't see the warning sign because he throws his towel over it, says, watch out, there's a strong undertow. Papa almost gets su sucked under the water until Small Bear rescues him. Uh, then Papa says, you know, let's go diving. Let's go diving. Let's do, do the high dive into the water. But before you high dive, you got to look out for stuff in the water that could hurt you. And Small Bear says, hey, there's a twig. And Papa says, don't worry about the twig. It's, it's too small. It's not actually a danger. He dives off. It's actually just part of a giant log. I wonder if it's the same log from the last book. Papa rode a log in the last book. I wonder if it somehow ended up in the ocean. Do That was a rapid. Do, do you think the, did the river empty out into the ocean? Does that make sense? Do rivers get really fast? Do rapids tend... Do you think that could have ended in the... Is this like some sort of karma for Papa? Like, you shouldn't have taken that log, and now it's coming back to bite you. I mean, I guess almost dying in a whirlpool was coming back to bite him immediately. I mean, is he is he doomed to have encounters with this log? Let's keep a log watch. Uh, I, I probably will forget to do it, so if I forget to keep a log watch and there's a log in a story, let me know if I forget about it. All right, so then uh, Papa says, hey, let's go surfing, because that's what Papas do. So they get their surfboards, and they set out. And Papa says, wait, 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 you got to be careful in case there's, you know, large rocks that you could hurt yourself on. And Small Bear says, hey, look, there's some rocks over there. And Papa says, don't worry about those rocks. Those rocks are way too far away. And then, of course, a giant wave sweeps him up onto the rock and he gets hurt, battered against the rocks. So this leads us to our uh, next rule, which is watch out for sharp shells on the shore, you know, when you're going for a walk. And you think Papa is going to step on one of these jaggedy, sharp shells. And Small Bear even looks worried that Papa's about to do it because he's not watching where he's going, even as he's saying, watch where you step. Then Small Bear finds a sharp shell. Papa says, wait, don't touch that shell. Uh, anything here could be alive. And he doesn't realize that he's actually picking up a tortoise or a turtle. It's really hard to tell. It looks kind of like it has flippers, but they're also kind of like bear claws. Again, it's one of those sort of ambiguous animals that the Berenstains draw. Uh, but he's actually lifting, uh, not realizing he's lifting a tortoise that's about as big as he is uh, with one hand. So he must be very strong. This is a very strong Papa Bear. The tortoise or turtle is very angry and has a sharp beak. And Papa and Small Bear head off because don't want to mess with these angry Oh, there's like five of them. And they're all very angry and snapping at him. So then they head out on a boat that I guess they steal because there's just a boat. And Papa gets into the boat. They head out. And Papa's next rule is keep a sharp lookout. You know, there's dangers in the water. Of course, he's not keeping a sharp lookout in the right direction. But Small Bear sees a awesome giant ship approaching. And now I want to talk about this ship for just a second. Uh, the Baron Singh's really did a bang-up job. Two pages. We get two full spreads of this boat. First, on its initial approach. And second, uh, when it's about to smash into the Bear's little sailboat. This is an enormous boat. It's like a Titanic. It's, it's huge. It's got a nice black hull. But the blackness is achieved through uh, some really intricate cross-hatching, which you can see just in and you could see every pen mark very close up this was i mean this is a lot of work this is a it's a beautiful boat uh, it, it's tearing through the water. The bears have great expressions on their faces, uh, realizing they're about to be smashed to pieces by this thing. Small bear grabs the rudder and manages to get them to safety. It's it's a great moment. It's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful boat. I've just stared at this thing for many many minutes. We love it when the boat comes up. So then Papa says, "All right, well we can survive the boat. So now it's time for our big lesson. The big lesson is going to be about underwater safety. Let's go diving underwater. Now, what does a bear need to survive underwater? Well, you need a mask. You need flippers." You need a rope to tie yourself to another bear, and you need a trident, apparently. You don't need uh, any kind of air, and you can talk underwater because the bears are engaging in a, a very spirited discussion while completely submerged and never actually need to come up for any kind of air. They just 
tool around under there. And the big lesson, the big lesson for underwater safety, and I am sure this is the first thing you were ever taught when you were taught how to dive underwater, is don't go into underwater caves. Just don't do it. That's a really bad a bad idea. Uh, so, But Papa, being Papa, does go into uh, an underwater cave and almost gets destroyed by what can only be described as the least accurate representation of a whale since probably medieval wood carvings. Uh, you know, like when you would see these old drawings of lions and they would look like babies with long hair and dog faces because someone had only ever really heard a description of a lion. Uh, that's kind of what this whale looks like. It's like someone said, a whale eh, is kind of like a square with a mouth that's like a haunted cave and an angry eye, and it tries to kill people. So that's what this whale looks like. And But I don't want to sell it short. It's an awesome-looking whale. Like this is, a, this is a sea monster. It's just sitting on the bottom of the ocean with its mouth hanging wide open, a crab living inside it. So this whale has probably not moved in many days. Its teeth look like they're stalagmites and stalactites. That's that's what we have here. Just this creepy. I mean, I suppose it's got to look like enough like a cave so that Papa tries to go explore inside it. But seriously, this this is not an animal that has ever existed on Earth. The the, the whale attacks them. It snaps its jaws. tries to tries to eat them. They get back to the boat. The whale smashes the boat with its tail. The bears go flying through the air. And here we end with the strangest strangest moment in the book so far. So Papa lands in the water. The boat is capsized. It's completely upside down. It has a huge hole in the bottom. Uh, the rudder is broken. The, the sail is, is, is torn. Small bear fishes Papa Bear out of the water. You see him fishing a battered Papa Bear out of the water. And then they return. On the last page, they return back to the cottage with uh, brother has lashed the uh, rudder to the boat again. And, okay, so we saw Papa get fished out of the water. There's a hole in the bottom of the boat. Small bear has shoved Papa through the hole, uh, upside down. The boat is upside down. He shoved Papa, his torso, up through the hole. He's shoved his feet through two smaller holes in the, like, in the, in the front end of the boat. So they're sticking up through two holes. He's slammed the, 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 the mast down through the hole, I guess, into Papa's gut or between Papa's legs. It's really hard to tell attached a, a makeshift sail to it, but lashed Papa to the to the mast and then wrapped a rope around the entire boat and then sailed that to to shore. I, it's really hard to describe. This would have taken a child a long time to do. It, it would have capsized this boat many, many, many times in an attempt to do this. So you, I'm going to assume that one of Scout Small Bear's merit badges included how to lash somebody to a capsized boat because... This isn't something he improvised. This is something he knows how to do. He hauls Papa Bear back to shore. Mama looks horrified. This is the first time she doesn't look smug or angry. She looks bewildered at what she is seeing. Um, I can only think of of H.P. Lovecraft's short story, Dagon, where uh, a man gets lost at sea in a small boat and wakes up on an island that has risen up out of out of the the water and it's it's an island that is full of strange cyclopean architecture and foretells the coming of a great underwater uh beast and when he when he returns to land you know his mind is is torn asunder and that's kind of what's going on in this last picture something happened out there in the ocean and mama is witnessing the coming of of great horror she she looks she looks completely ready to snap i don't think she's going to let these two back back in the Red Roadster. Perhaps this is the end of the original run of Berenstain Bears, and everything we see after this is a hard reboot because 
there's no coming back from this. So uh, that's the end of the story. The story itself is pretty boilerplate at this point. Uh, we know how these books are going to go, plot-wise. You know, we'll... But what's changing is the relationship between the characters. And what's lost to history is we don't know who the person who holds the responsibility for this is. The characters are getting are getting deeper, but was it is it Stan and Jan who are doing this? Is it is it the editors? Was it Ted Geisel? Was it Dr. Seuss who was uh helping to to shape the way these these characters were developing their their interactions with each other? Uh did Stan and Jan think that Small Bear just needed to be less of a passive presence did papa need to become a little more hyperactive a little a little more unpredictable or was this just something that developed naturally as they tried to come up with new plots that fit this formula we're never going to know as far as i can tell because they never really went in depth on the the writing of these stories but it's definitely happening and and it's interesting to watch it occur and as we go on we're going to see papa get a little bit more manic in in upcoming books but eventually culminating in a whole new series as I think the the ultimate creation of the more story-oriented books is a natural extension of what we're seeing here, which is if you want these characters to grow, if you really want to develop them now as characters, you're going to have to get away from this formula. And we're about to start getting into the simpler books, which are going to teach just basic reading concepts. But not long after that, we're going to get into Berenstain Bears stories. And you're going to see how the groundwork they're laying in these early books uh, for the way Small Bear interacts with Papa, for the way Papa and Mama's relationship is building and growing, uh, for the way these three bears interact, we're going to see how that develops into an actual family unit. And it's really one of the reasons I, I started this podcast, to, to to watch the development of this of these characters. So I'm very excited about that. A Small Bear still lets Papa off the hook in the end. Uh, he's He's... He's never going to shame him for his mistakes, and that's a very important thing. He's a good kid. Uh, he's just trying to keep his papa safe. He's trying to keep himself safe. He's trying to keep the family uh, happy and healthy. I want to talk a little bit about these end pages. It's a gorgeous uh, image. It's not really what's going on in the book, but it's Papa and Small Bear out in that little sailboat. Papa is working the rudder with his feet sitting on the edge. There's all kinds of choppy water going on. There's huge waves smashing against the rocks. Uh, Small Bear looks incredibly worried. Mama is standing at the shore, uh, her hands clutched to her chest, just a look of absolute terror on her face for the safety of her two loved ones. Uh, It's kind of the story in a nutshell. Papa looks angry and so confident. Like, he is just raving at Poseidon. Like, he's just daring the gods to to come and take him. His arms, he's not even holding on to the boat. His arms are folded across his chest in the defiance of, of the gods below the waves. And Small Bear is clutching his father's elbow uh, in, a, in a death grip, his eyes wide, staring down into the sea. Papa's not even looking at the ocean. He's looking to the skies as if to say, look at me, I am the new god of the water. And he's, and he's challenging the gods of the sky to, to prove him wrong. Prove me wrong. I do not even need to think about the creatures lying below me. I am, I am so above this. I am the ocean personified as a bear. And Mama Bear is so afraid that what Papa is doing is simply tempting the rage of the gods. If someone out there wants to paint, do an oil painting of this image and uh, send it to me for free, I would totally hang it on my wall. That's all I'm saying. I don't have the talent to do it, 
but I would totally hang it on my wall. So that's The Bear's Vacation. It's not the greatest Berenstain Bear book so far, but it's a it's a fun read. I enjoy I enjoy going back to it every now and then. Oh, there is another character. We do see another bear. He doesn't interact with the bears very much. He's the man in the surfboards for rent booth, which is interesting because they are seen renting the surfboards. They're not seen renting the boat, so... I guess they're more picky about their boards and their boats down on Bear Beach, but that's neither here nor there. He is there. We're, of course, never going to see him again. He's got glasses and a pipe and uh, raggedy pants. He's just a beach guy renting out surfboards. So, And that's The Bear's Vacation. Thank you so much for listening. I am Phil Gonzalez, your host. And if you enjoy this podcast, please go to iTunes, rate and review us. It's always wonderful to see new reviews pop up. We've got a few so far, and I am completely appreciative of each and every one uh follow us on twitter uh, at bstain bearcast i would love to hear from some listeners i would love to know what people like about the show i'd love to hear what people would like to hear more of or probably less of uh shout at me let me know your thoughts on the berenstain bears i would love to hear them we also have a facebook fan page if you want to just search out deep in bear country we are also on uh the stitcher app now if you have stitcher uh just search for deep in bear country and uh, subscribe to the podcast podcast there. Again, I want to thank you all for listening. I am Phil Gonzalez, and I'll see you next time deep in bear country.